No, I just uh, focused on the breath, that uh, breathing meditation. And my only focus was just focusing on the breath. So I did not put pressure as such that uh, because initially I did that mistake. To be really honest, I did that mistake that uh, when I started on meditation that, okay, I'm meditating now. So Mm -hmm. should sleep, should sleep come as natural, a byproduct of that. But initially I took that mistake and I put too much pressure. But then I realized that that is not going to work. And I just focused those minutes, few minutes, only on meditation. And then uh, when I didn't put any pressure was when I started seeing results. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever and wherever you are watching or listening, this is The Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor, and you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that, let's get today's show started. Manohar Grandi, you are a, um, what would appear in your bio to be uh, the normal, everyday person. You have a life, you live uh, in India. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And you work in uh, in tech, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. But you um, ended up having an issue where... Uh, you got afflicted with the inability to sleep mm-hmm. and found a way out and wrote a book about it. That's good. Yes. Okay. So what, um, first tell me, like, what was your schedule like that you were working with prior to the help that you found? Okay. Uh, my schedules were not that bad, like, to be really honest, but uh, the problem uh, I faced, like you uh, mentioned in the introduction, that I was working in the software industry. Uh, I was going on through personal issues and also uh, combined with some professional issues, but not in respect to uh, the schedule being like overstretched and that kind, but uh, professional issues were in uh, some kind of a dissatisfaction uh, with my job or something like that. So that was uh, some of the things. And of course, personal issues I had with my family and all those things. So that actually uh, coupled with, uh, I always had this problems right from teenage where I was a very light sleeper kind of a person. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, so so it I could say like it was a snowballing like one issue into the other, one issue to the other, and then uh, it went into this bad state. Right. So it was really like a combination of many factors. Um, yes. Personal work, all kind of going together, working against your ability to have a a, a deep sleep at night. Okay. That's, that's totally correct. Yes. Now, were you... Um, were you having issues where you were having trouble going to sleep? 
Or was this, um, you'd fall asleep for just just enough to refresh yourself and then you'd wake up and it would be only be like an hour and a half or two hours later. What was your sleep cycle like that was causing the main issues for you? Uh, so I had both uh, problems. Initially to start off, I had more of an issue going to sleep. So it was like my 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 family, like everyone used to go to sleep, but I used to just uh, stare on the stair and just keep waiting for me to sleep. But I never knew mm. like when I slept or that time. But mm. uh, so it was like uh, if after these periods continued multi- uh, for long days, I also had few days where I just slept in a jiffy. But then after like two, three hours kind of a time frame, then I woke up. Uh, not oblivious to the fact that whether I slept or not, I was always doubtful kind of a thing. So yeah. that also uh, was the issue. Yeah. So it was both, but I would say more of the struggle to go to sleep was the bigger one than uh, waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Now, were you allocating enough time to sleep? Like you had a full eight hours you were supposed to sleep. You'd lay there, not even sure, and then maybe doze off, but only doze off, never going into deeper sleeps. Yeah. And eight hours later, you spent the whole night, just felt like you were laying there with nodding yeah. off or really light, like the really light, like alert sleep. Yeah. And that was all you yeah. were getting, so, which isn't really restful. Yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, it wasn't really restful because, yeah, like you said, like you mentioned, I was just laying the laying there, waiting to sleep and... Uh, it was like uh, I used to check the time uh, every 15 minutes kind of thing, uh, thinking that whether I have slept or not. So I used to think that, okay, if I, the time is more than half an hour, I felt that maybe I slept. If not, I, I was uh, thinking that I haven't slept kind of a thing. Yeah, and it was very, uh, the morning was a very dull kind of a thing because I, I didn't have the proper rest. So it my mind was completely running over the things like the problem was I was trying hard to sleep. The harder I tried to sleep, the difficult it became. Right. <laughs> and that's the trap that happens because then there comes yes. a distress at, uh, you know, three and four hours in of just not being able to sleep, not actually falling asleep. Yes. Three to four hours in, it's like, well, I'm not going to get any sleep. This is going to be a really hard day tomorrow. I really need to go to sleep. And that struggle, that, that doesn't help. Yes, I've, I've been in those uh, those shoes where it's an hour or two hours from the time I'm going to wake up, and I know I've I've just not I've laid there most of the night, not actually having turned off, and okay. even that last one or two hours, I may blink out and get some sleep, but that's like oh, great. This is my whole day on an hour and a half, two hours of sleep, which is just yes. not good. I did yes. a lot of uh, traveling. And I engineered I mean, a lot of straight through travel, which meant, you know, point A to point B as fast as possible. So I'd want as little sleep as possible, yeah. but still want to be fresh and, you know, not crash oriented. So I'd take a snooze um, and I would conk out because I'd be tired, but I'd only let yes. myself sleep for about an hour and a half, two hours. And then I'd go okay. for not nearly as long, I'd go for 12 hours or something like that. And then and that's not typical. Yeah, um, and then I would take another nap. Uh, I think I had driven one time, and it was sixty hours, and I had broken it up with many naps, many, mm-hmm. many, but it, they were all very short. So I think I got some sleep, 
but it was spread out because I had engineered my my uh, nap time <laughs> so that I was getting some pretty good mileage in, but then I was taking these little micro naps and getting more mileage in. Um, but I've also had something very similar to, then it happens at random times where I'm, I need to go to sleep and I know I need to go to sleep. And of course, that's when I can't sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know I'm going to be tired. Um, and then the next day I'll be, I'll be pretty, I'll be going through like the, uh, you know, getting a new wind feeling like I've got, Oh, okay. I, I'm a little bit more awake right now. And then I'll kind of burn out and then I get another wind just to get through the day. It becomes yeah. a real struggle. And I've had that sure. last several days um, before I am able to put down and go to sleep. Absolutely. Where you, so you said you were doing multiple days in a row. That's not mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, um, you knew there was a problem, so you yes. were looking for some solution. Of course. Uh, what did you find? <laughs> so, Nick, uh, uh, like you rightly said, I clearly knew that there was a problem. And just like every other person, I just wanted an instant solution. So I wanted some kind of sleeping pill, to be really honest. Uh, that, that was my initial intention. So I just uh, was searching the internet uh, to find a doctor who could give me a sleeping pill. But then what happened was, uh, uh, so uh, I searched and I got a su suggestion of a psychologist. So psychologist is a person who works on the mental health with a talk and he explains kind of uh, the way you're thinking, what is wrong with the way you think, how the pressure you put and all those kinds of things. So that was the uh, thing which happened. So I, was, I searched and I found a psychologist and then he helped me understand what is the thought process, the wrong with the way I was doing, which is like putting too much pressure on sleep. And of course, uh, like I told, there was some other issues also, like I always was living on FOMO, that is the fear of missing out on mm -hmm. things. And yeah. I was dissatisfied. So there, those were the few things which uh, really helped. But then, uh, like, uh, like I told, I was very desperate. So he then asked me to consult a psychiatrist who gave me, uh, who diagnosed that I was on anxiety and he gave me anti-anxiety pills. Mm. And I took anti-anxiety pills, but then before even uh, working with the psychiatrist, I had initially started on the practice of meditation. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was like I started uh, with uh, breath meditation and of course I kept hopping on from one form of meditation so breath meditation to chanting meditation to heartfulness meditation I kept hopping on from one to the other but then uh, the, the psychologist with whom I was working he clearly told me one thing like I shouldn't be focusing I should be focusing all my effort in uh, meditation it could be any form of meditation. It doesn't need to be one specific form of meditation. So I just chose the breath meditation because it was the easiest for me to uh, start with. And yeah. then I just did it like, I used to listen to guided meditations for just like two minutes, three minutes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So just do that. And then in a day, do it once I started initially, did it and then did it twice a day. So 
just three minutes kind of meditation just sneaked out those three minutes from somewhere and then just did them and then i from three minutes i increased it to five minutes and slowly i increased it to like a 20 minute meditation before going to bed which mm. i just rigorously followed uh without uh even uh do, taking a day off kind of thing but it, it was it was kind of a relaxing thing initially it didn't feel relaxing but mm-hmm. it was very des- because i was very desperate but then slowly slowly when i did this practice regularly and i persisted with this practice what happened was my anxiety level started going down and the vicious circle of anxiety with insomnia the vicious circle was broken and once that cycle was broken i started seeing that i was able to sleep better but it was not a a one way street kind of from point a to point b it took its own course of time and then my schedule started getting better hmm. so you had zoomed in on a uh, particular f- focus for the meditation a goal <laughs> and then meditated on the desire for sleep No, I like? did, no, I just uh, focused on the breath, that uh, breathing meditation. And okay. my only focus was just focusing on the breath. So I did not put pressure as such that uh, because initially I did that mistake. To be really honest, yeah. I did that mistake that uh, when I started on meditation that, okay, I'm meditating now. So mm-hmm. should sleep should sleep come as natural a byproduct of that? But initially I took that mistake and I put too much pressure. But so, then I realized that that is not going to work, and I just focused those minutes, few minutes, only on meditation. And then uh, when I didn't put any pressure, was when I started seeing results. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so you can do a lot of work with meditation, but then it's it turns into a different type of work. Mm-hmm. and that's if you're trying to get away from the point of focus which might be causing the disruption so you you were practicing more like a uh, a form of um like true meditation where you're allowing things to leave the mind to yes. become vacant versus um maintaining a focus and, and a point of uh, intent yeah and and it's probably because the intent the anxiety a factor was there mm-hmm. so you are already having an issue with thinking too much pre going to sleep the fomo yes. and just maybe sounds or things you had to do the next day that sort of thing yes um, absolutely now india is like the seat of uh, or the birthplace potentially of meditation there's a lot yes. of different forms of meditation in india mm-hmm. you uh quickly went over many and i think that a lot of people um in the world don't understand that meditation takes many forms mm-hmm. simply saying meditation is really a blanket for um sitting with yourself but that there's many ways to do that for different goals that you mm-hmm. might have for devotion or for self realization yes um or for getting answers that sort of thing or for peace of mind or just the uh you had mentioned many uh, what was the one that you specifically found was the best uh outcome for you so i started with breath meditation then i went to chanting meditation and also there's another form of meditation called heartfulness meditation where heartfulness. you focus 
yeah where you focus on your heart being the center and you focus all your uh, the focus comes to the heart yeah that initially i got some good vibes of doing it but uh, i spent more of time with the breath meditation only so which is the the most uh, frequently uh, used meditation which most of the of course like you said there are so many forms of meditation in fact uh, there is a branch called mindfulness which uh, takes from this thing itself so you could also have your focus on your steps that you are walking and uh, yeah preferably without any technology uh, if you do it it helps a lot to start off you can definitely have technology uh, because we uh, we live in a generation where there's too much of technology but mm-hmm. uh, if you can do these things without technology that helps is what i would say Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, there's uh apps that have guided meditation, apps that have sounds in the background to try and uh, uh blur out the sounds in real life. Um mm-hmm. I've always held that being able to meditate in a crowded space is or should be a goal. Being able to yes. step into the void of yourself, so to speak, uh, in within Absolutely. a within a very busy area. with lots of noise yes. and clamor going on and things happening is a really good practice to work towards uh because it shows discipline and willpower um without without actually a lot of effort i mean this is it's just the effort of doing the work of meditation and working yes. in you know but um for your practice then you did you utilize uh all three um heart uh heart uh, awareness uh heart centered meditation chanting and uh, breath uh breath no work. i just meditation. i just used i just used the breath meditation yeah, so i didn't okay. i didn't uh I, i so when i went to my psychologist he just told me that not to complicate things he just mm-hmm. told me just stick to one form but consistency is more important is what he told and i just followed just one form of meditation and i was uh, consistent with the form of meditation and that uh, gave me a result is what i would say right and now uh, a lot of people when they're going to sleep they start having a movie play in their head yeah. um sometimes for me that i i will uh, start the movie because i know that it helps me go to sleep helps mm-hmm. me to start dreaming and for others it just it's just them processing their day and maybe that's what keeps them awake but uh turning it into a movie or a play helps me out a lot but where i start okay. to just allow it to play out lay out to become this act within my mind um in your meditation are you working towards going to sleep directly after the meditation or within the meditation or are you doing a meditation within a block of time prior to sleep and then going to sleep yeah that is what i used to do which is like a uh, reserve so let's say that i go to sleep at 10:30 so i used to reserve 20 minutes before that for mm-hmm. meditation uh, spend that 20 minute block and then after that slowly uh, go to sleep uh, that was what uh, i used to do yeah yeah and that's of course now you let yourself drift off after or during the meditation itself yeah yes yeah. do you meditate when you wake up uh no uh not much uh okay. because my issue was 
uh, more of uh, sleeping only. I used yeah. to just meditate <laughs> before going to sleep only. Not right. much of that. Uh, but uh, like you initially mentioned, if I had this thought, when if I woke up in the middle of the night, what I used to just simply do is, uh, without any uh, technology, of course, uh, just focus on the breath and just uh, keep telling myself that I'm relaxed and I'm giving my body the rest it needs and all those things. Mm -hmm. So when I was affirming myself, the thing that I'm relaxed and I'm giving my body the rest it needs, that is when, when you do these things, our brain understands that there's no danger. So basically the problem is when most of the people, the way they do it wrong is if, in fact, I was also doing it, like you also mentioned that I, I just have two hours of sleep and I need to fix it. I need to fight the problem. I need to fight the problem. So if you say this thing to your brain, then your brain is in an overdrive mode trying to solve a problem which doesn't even exist. And for the problem that doesn't even exist, it really can't find a solution and it goes in an overdrive mode and it messes the complete system. Right, it overheats. <laughs> yes. Overheats trying to finish the task like a good computer would. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so what other, so now that you're, you have found a technique that has allowed you to get sleep, you've written a book about it. Yes. Um, are there practical tips in the book to help other people to find this same method? Yeah. So, uh, of course, I have also mentioned some other tips also. Uh, one which also helped me a lot, Nick, is the I used to do a form of uh, drawing kind of, it's called Zentangle mm -hmm. or Mandala Art. So yeah. I used to just uh, sit with my daughter and I used to just color just, just out of uh, nothing to achieve. So just used to uh, do these uh, simple things. And of course, like one other recommendation which I mentioned in the book is uh, having an early dinner. Uh, yeah. Generally, uh, what I used to do is I used to have my dinners very late. It was like 8.39 time frame kind of thing. So the problem with that is uh, when you have your dinner very late in the night, our digestion is one of the most energy consuming process. Mm -hmm. And that actually interferes with your sleep. So if you have your dinners like a little bit early, like 6.37 time frame, then, then you give your digestion system the time to digest your food. That actually helps. And the other uh, pitfall, which uh, from my personal life is I used to spend my time like 8.39. I used to spend my time watching uh, news on debate shows on television. So that actually definitely doesn't at all help. Because your mind is again, instead of relaxing, it goes in an overdrive mode. So I completely stopped that. And that actually helped me a lot. So that is uh, something which I also talk in the book. Basically shutting things off. Uh, yes. Deactivate the mind. Deactivate the uh, consuming part of your body, the food uh, intake. I think a lot of people want that midnight quote-unquote midnight snack that like snack before bed and uh, there's also a weight thing that happens with that as well because the body digests but doesn't digest as well as it would if you were there was activity happening um, you know you have a whole day you have a whole sleep uh, parameter to go through eight hours of basically inaction after eating uh, I mean, eating typically is done to fuel to go and to you know move 
Yes. Not to give you activity, basically. And then you don't act. You don't do anything for eight hours or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, so the food, I can see that would be a great thing to curb, is just to cut the food out. Very difficult for a lot of people because they get very snacky, you know. They want a yeah. little bit here of just a little bite. But I think it would be, like you said, dinner itself, a very heavy meal. Pushing that later and later is not a good idea. Yeah. Having that early. If you need a mid a mid evening snack, I think that's probably good. But stay away from the time period when you're going to be going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So on the topic of the midnight snack, uh, Nick, I, I, the only suggestion which I can give is uh, try to have snack which is in the raw form of veg a raw form of vegetable like a carrot yeah, carrots, or something yeah. that that helps because that can be easily digested by the food. But if you go for something like an uh, any kind of ice creams or those kinds of things. Right. They are actually processed food. And uh, like you said, the body doesn't uh, digest it that per perfectly well. And yeah. uh, you end up into this problem. Yeah, a lot of things can come from it for sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, in your, it's so mainly you practice your meditation still. Is this something you still do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, one other thing which I have been doing recently, I mean, lately, uh, since the start of the year, is the practice of gratitude. Mm. Uh, that actually, actually helps because, uh, so what I have really observed uh, and I have studied is these, uh, and when you end the day with the practice of gratitude, which is being thankful for the little things in your life, then your brain uh, doesn't have to solve the problem. So, right. yeah, so there's a part of our brain called as amygdala, which gets activated to do this uh, part of the fight, fight or flight or freeze thing. Right. So when you end the day with a practice of gratitude, then you're, you, you're telling your brain that there's no danger and you're thankful. So it is some, like when you say your brain, like you talked about shutting down. So this is also one thing which really helps is what I feel. Yeah. Kind of... Um... I'd mentioned it on a different show. Um, uh, I believe that's already out. And I'm hearing a lot of being grateful as a great method. Um, there is a practice that is, is done within um, a lot of Christianity where you pray before you go to sleep. As okay. a kid, I did a lot of that. And uh, praying for goodwill and, you know, things of that nature... I think that's kind of transferred in my head into the act of being grateful and yeah. the act of um, positive thinking for others as well as yeah. yourself. Um, but it's like a form of sorting business too. It's like, okay, yeah. these things happened, but I, you know, here's the positive attribute that I have to be thankful for in my life, even though today all these terrible things happened because the mind does that yes. one of the things that helped me out a lot when i was trying to learn how to how can i get myself to sleep i observed myself and what it was thinking prior to going to sleep and what why it just wasn't not just it wasn't knocking off it wasn't going to sleep and it mm -hmm. was replaying the day it was going through all the things that had happened and of course mm -hmm. the tendrils of that what things happened that day how they related to the really distant past or recent past, what that means for the future, the fears of the future. Yeah. Yeah. I found that if I sorted that out prior, 
to falling asleep. I gave my mind a, a little break. I did have yeah. to do the sorting conscious, but it helped me kind of go to sleep a little faster. Kind of a form of, I don't know, it really was like mind sorting. Yeah. You know, laying the, yes. laying the, the stage that like I'd review my whole day, all the impactful things kind of get it out of the way so I could get the I could get to sleep and I could get the dreaming about stuff that was more important yeah. um, now are you finding that your dreams are more um, you're having them because you're sleeping better are mm -hmm. you finding that your dreams are more uh, vivid mm -hmm. now to be uh, really honest, I, I haven't uh, ventured in that area okay. uh, where uh, about the dreams and all those things. But uh, yeah, so I can definitely say that uh, I feel a lot pleasant. Uh, so previously it used to be like very terrified feeling whenever I wake up, but definitely uh, much pleasant is what I would say. Yeah. So so you, do you remember your dreams at all or no, not so much? Uh not so much, okay. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. All good. They're in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening, right? Yeah. Um, and for, as far as your book goes, is it widely available? Is it everywhere like Amazon and that sort of thing? Yeah. So my book is available on Amazon, both as an ebook and as a paperback. Uh, in fact, uh, I have also created an audio version of that, uh, which is uh, there on Barnes and Mobiles and Kobo those kinds yeah. of things, but yet to come on Amazon, uh, Amazon, uh, what do they call it? Amazon audio version, Audible. Uh, it's uh, it's in process. So Amazon Audible is taking some time, but yeah. uh, maybe in a couple of months, uh, it should be on Audible also. Okay, excellent. Yeah. There's a little delay from our recording to the time that the show is released. So okay. it'll be a little closer to the time frame of when the book is uh, ready to be launched, which is great. Okay. Um, and you do have a website built for the uh, for yeah. the for the book for yourself as well. It's under your name, right? Yeah, it's under me. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So your name dot com basically. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's good. Manohar Grandi, right? There yeah. we go. Yeah, Manohar Grandi. Yeah. Like to practice, uh, you know, practice saying names that are uh, outside of the norm for me to be saying. I don't say a lot of yeah, names in general, but I have a difficult name as well. So <laughs> that's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as in the book, um, could you say basically what kind of uh, you know what people can expect as far as uh, chapters and the layout? Yeah. So, uh, so my book is a very uh, short. Uh, it's a kind of a one-hour read, which talks about I, I talk about the book in two four parts kind of thing, which is like how I planted the seed of insomnia, how I nurtured it, and how it messed up my life, and how uh, I uh, reprogrammed my mind. So I talk about, uh, so initial parts are about how I messed up, how I planted the seed and all those things. And sec the later half of the book is about how I did this practice. Initially, I started with desperation. And, but then after desperation, when I did this thing with persistence, how it helped. And I also talk uh, with the neuroplasticity angle also, which is like you create your own new neural pathway. So instead, so when you talk in the brain, so the brain has something called as neural pathway. So for example, right now I'm talking and you're hearing. 
So right. when you are hearing and I am talking also, there are some neural pathways which are there, which is which are doing all the filtering and I am talking, it's doing all those things. So when you are habituated, so for example, when you walk, the same neural pathway gets activated every time. So, right. but then when you do a different kind of walk, let's say you start hopping, there's a new neural pathway. So for that, I talk in terms of neural pathway also, which is like when you meditate and you relax yourself, a new neural pathway gets created, which is the new normal right now. And the more you dissociate with your old habit, that neural pathway gets completely shut down. And that is the exact concept of neuroplasticity. And uh, the beauty is that our brains is completely neuroplastic till the, our lifetime. So initially it was thought that uh, our neuro, uh, neuroplasticity is there for only certain like 15, 16 time frame. But then yeah. after that, our brain is rigid. But then in the latest things, if you read about the growth mindset or all these things, it's, it's all about neuroplasticity. The brain can adapt itself and change itself. So that is what I talk about in that book. Yeah. Okay. So really a, a scientific approach to the organization of the mind and what's happening in the brain. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Excellent. And um, are there other books on the horizon? <laughs> so uh, as of now, I've started uh, helping people who are having this issue because I noticed that there are so many people having this issue, but uh they resort only to medication, so which yeah. is a kind of a short-term fix kind of thing. But then, uh, so I've, I'm, pub I'm promoting this book a uh, little bit, and also I'm helping people overcome this. So that is the path I'm taking right now. Yeah, that's that's what's basically consuming your time. Yeah, and yeah. it is a big issue. It's a, you know, yeah. more and more. Uh, we would like to just blanket blame technology for the issues of uh, lack of sleep but there's a lot of factors like you said the family the um you know background history of trauma yeah. uh, fear of the future or fear of missing out uh, as yeah. well um, social there's just so many factors that go into how we sleep and how well we sleep or how well we don't sleep uh, you know yes. Um, and it's such a powerful thing. The sleep is the time when we really rejuvenate and we get our energy reserves built back up like a battery charging. Um, it's really important for us to have a full, um, as full of a night of sleep as possible. Yes. Are you finding that your uh, day then is much more productive and you're more alert? Yes. Yeah, so... Definitely uh, compared to the time where I had those issues, I'm definitely finding my day much more productive where I can concentrate, I can focus on learning things and learning things. So that is one of the core aspects which I would uh, definitely say. Mm -hmm. You're able to learn better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to take a, uh, a test and I can't. I get to the point where they're asking me questions about what was read and I can't come up with anything. You know, that's, yeah. that's me tired. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I just can't remember, right. What did I read? I don't know. You can't ask me questions about it. I read it, but it doesn't mean that I retained it or retained <laughs> it really well. Yeah. Yes. So a lot a sharper mind basically. Yeah. Yes. yes. More focused. Yeah. 
And when you are, so you're working with people as well to kind of help them along with this uh, issues yes. that they may have. Um, yes. We're getting good results. Yes, yes, Nick, I'm getting results. And uh, yeah, so the, like you mentioned, uh, many times what happens is the stories in our head that we keep to ourselves, that makes a lot of difference. And the more we, the story stays in our head, the more pressure it adds. So I, I make that, uh, that part where I make them uh, create a safe space so that they can share their stories. Mm. And once they share their stories and it comes out, then they feel a lot of relaxed. Uh, right. That's what I feel. There's less pressure. Yes. Pressure of identity, right? Yeah. Yes. And that uh, you, these things of me that you don't know. And then once you get rid of that, and it's like, okay, you can relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Sure. Um, and uh, are there anything else you can share for people to help them in the process? Yeah. So uh, a few things which I have learned uh, is uh, the way we breathe makes a lot of difference. So one thing which I would uh, recommend is uh, the practice called as box breathing, which it goes mm. something like this, where you inhale for four seconds to the count of four. Then hold for the count of four and then exhale for the count of four and then Hold for the count of four. This is actually called as box breathing. That helps uh, in reducing your anxiety levels. And the other thing which I recommend is called alternate nostril breathing, where you mm. use your thumbs like this. Okay. Then you close your left nostril and inhale with your right nostril. And then close your right nostril and exhale with your left nostril. This is actually called as energy balancing. So what you're exactly doing is our brain, our body is completely divided into two hemispheres called the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. When you do this very simple technique called uh, the alternate nostril breathing, you balance out the energy discrepancy is what uh, I recommend. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, really when I was really young, I saw uh, there were, we had a book that was called uh, Hatha Yoga, I believe, and it had a yeah. lot of practices of... The, I believe it had the different breath practices. There's a lot of different ways of yes, yes. counting um, at different. Yeah. Uh, the box one's really good. That's one I'd like to do. Yeah. The alternate um, breathing nostril method also. Um, you really notice that there is an outcome that comes from it. Yes. You know, there is a result. Um, and I think people are just like, huh, what? But it's manipulating the basics of the breath, which is just such a, a profound thing in our life. It's something we do. A lot of people breathe shallow. You know, very okay. few are consciously breathing. Okay. They're just letting it be this background thing that happens so that survive. But there's mm -hmm. a lot of ways to uh, work with the breath so that it has uh, the ability for us to have a little bit more power and control over our lives. Um, changing those pathways uh does that increase like synapse and, and it just helps the brain fire off and uh align itself yes that's yeah. totally right so yeah basically the way it works is our brain is a problem solving mechanism so right. when you do this thing and you assure your brain that there's no problem then uh there's a lot of good things that happen uh 
So our parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest actually takes over and then you get better healing and you have less chances of uh, disease and all those things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. We, you know, good results. That's what we want. You know, we want to be able to do something that we're almost guaranteed to get a result out of. There's not a lot of mystery there. Uh, the use of um, the use of drugs, which you've mentioned multiple times, a chemical reaction, isn't a guarantee, and mm -hmm. isn't necessarily necessarily a lasting uh, result. But something that's as basic as our breathing is like an everyday thing that we do, and to have a little bit of control over it can manifest really amazing results in our life. I think on a lot of different levels, but the basics of curing insomnia with the uh, ability to do a little bit of uh, sitting quietly with yourself and yes. concentrating on breath. If you can sleep better, have a, a great uh, result out of that, almost, I mean, I'm almost guaranteed. I'd like to say guaranteed, but I think, you know, how can I back that up? Everybody's got to <laughs> give that a try themselves because that's uh, the proof is in the doing. But yes. the results are very proven for many. Let's say that. Yes. The case studies are, yes. are grand. You're building a lot of case studies for other people as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And what part of India are you coming from? Yeah, I'm coming from the southern part of India. Okay. Is that yeah. Chennai? Is that right, that area? Yeah. So I'm like close to Chennai. Uh, so it's like... Uh, I would say like 400 miles away from Chennai. Oh, okay. Well, close-ish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I believe, um, is is mindfulness meditation or um, heart-centered meditation or chanting meditation, is that widespread in India? Yeah. So uh, every, uh, yeah, chanting meditation is something... Uh, which, uh, like you touched upon the Christianity angle, the mm -hmm. Hindus have, have this thing, which is the chanting meditation of the gods and all those things. Right. Uh, the heartfulness meditation is something which I see is picking up uh, which, uh, with uh, steam. Uh, so, And I believe the heartfulness meditation is also widespread and globally available. So yeah. if you can search the heartfulness.org, you will definitely find it. Mm -hmm. So the, the premise is very simple, which is just to concentrate the focus instead of the breath, it becomes the heart. So yeah. that is the premise of heartfulness meditation. And uh, um, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I'd say uh, meditation is taking on all over the world as a form of becoming more um, centered for a person. Uh, in, a, in the approach to their day, but also these yeah. these uh, these issues that pop up in our life, you know, hmm, all of a sudden I'm having trouble sleeping, I'm having yeah. trouble with food, uh, you yeah. know, uh, I'm not able to focus as well. All of these things are very easily curbed and cured by practice of meditation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just a very uh, it's a very rewarding thing to do. Uh, okay. Prior to you doing the meditation, is this not something that you were doing at all? No form of meditation? You were just aware of it? 
yeah i was just aware of these things but i never uh, did into practice like you said it's the doing that matters yeah. uh, if you if you are aware and if you don't do it doesn't matter so <laughs> i was just aware of it but i never did it yeah yeah, yeah. well manahar that's really great i'm glad that you have found a solution to your sleeping yeah. issues and uh and put a book out because that's the, also another step is to yeah. formulate it and help other people and yes. I, I think that's great and, and i hope that uh many are benefiting and do benefit from this uh this book and your work and um your efforts yeah sure yeah thank you uh thank you nick and i want to express my gratitude for giving me this opportunity to share my story uh with your audience and also uh of course uh, i hope uh, someone else will definitely get benefited with what we talk and i also wish you good luck with your podcast thank you sir and i'm very grateful to have you as well as a guest and honored and um uh, report back to me i'd love to hear how things are going in the future and you know we'll sure. touch base and go from there sure yes excellent excellent we'll have a, a wonderful rest of your day and uh, we'll talk soon